Wishing Day by Lauren Merkel. Chapter 4 Willow Hill was a safe and sleepy town. That's what its residents liked to boast, and Natasha didn't disagree. Willow Hill seemed separate from the rest of the world, as if it had been lifted off the border landscape and deposited gently on, oh, Natasha didn't know, a cloud? Which was not to say that Willow Hill was old-fashioned. Most kids had cell phones, though Natasha wasn't one of them. There was a movie theater and a fair number of good restaurants and a cute downtown shopping area with quirky boutiques. There wasn't a lot of crime, and when there was, it was con- it consisted of small-scale pranks like cow tipping. Did cow tipping even count as a crime? Natasha didn't know. She just felt bad for the cows. Also, tech-savvy 8th graders constantly found ways to bypass the security controls of the school's computer network. They flipped the school's logo upside down on the homepage. They made the computers type the word space each time someone hit the space bar. So that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale because life, space, itself, space, and so on. Natasha herself had typed the sentence about life being a fairy tale quoting Hans Christian Andersen in an essay for her English class. Her favorite part was when fairy turned into space fairy. The image of Tinkerbell twitching her fanny in a spacesuit made Natasha giggle. At any rate, most offenses were more aggravating than malicious. There wasn't much malice in Willow Hill, period. In town, people smiled and called out to one another. If your bike got a flat, someone stopped to help you. If you were sick, someone brought you chicken noodle soup. If your mother disappeared into thin air, well, that was different. If your mother disappeared into thin air, people didn't know what to do. So it was lucky for everyone except Natasha and her family that disappearing mothers weren't the norm. Still, Willow Hill was safe most of the time, for most people. The mystery of what happened to Mama was the backdrop to Natasha's life. But day by day, as January folded into February, more immediate concerns fought for her attention. Valentine's Day, for example. Girls squealed when they found roses on their desk or Hershey's Kisses or teddy bears. Boys turned gruff and embarrassed when notes on scented paper fluttered from their textbooks. Natasha steered clear of swoony cards and candy hearts that said, be mine and crazy for you. She allowed herself to sneak peeks at at Benton, but that was all. In the hall, she bit back a smile when he struck poses while holding a long-stemmed rose between his teeth. During passing periods, she saw him get a drink at the water fountain. She liked the way he swiped the back of his hand across his mouth when he was done. In the computer lab, she watched him slap a high five with his best friend Stanley. She noticed how the sleeve of his shirt stretched tight around his biceps 
and she blushed furiously when Molly caught her staring. If you want him to like you, you might at some point consider talking to him, Molly teased. Or write him a letter. Duh. Write Benton a love letter, Natasha. Please, please, please. Molly, hush, Natasha said. And we could slip it into his locker. Wouldn't that be fun? No. Okay, then try this. How about you hop up right now, run over to him, and pledge your undying affection? Or try this. How about you hop up and run over to him and then keep running until you reach the football field? The football field? What would I do at the football field? Hmm. Sit alone and think about how not to embarrass your friend. Molly tapped her lower lip, contemplating. Then she shook her head. Nope, that's not good. But here's an idea. Just go over and tell him how hot he is. Ugh, Natasha groaned. You know how much I hate that word. Attractive, then. And he'll put his hand over his heart and say, Why, Natasha, I am honored. You're quite the vixen yourself. Benton and Stanley glanced over at them. So did Mr. Warnsing, the librarian. Girls, bring it down a notch, he said, peering over the top of his glasses. Yeah, Natasha, Molly scolded. Bring it down a notch. Sheesh. To Mr. Warnsing, she said, sorry about that. That naughty Natasha is so naughty. Isn't she? Or perhaps it's the company she keeps, he said. Nope, Molly said. It's 100% Natasha. She forgot to take her meds this morning. Then her expression changed. She clutched Natasha's forearm and dropped her voice to an urgent whisper. Oh my gosh, Natasha. Benton's looking at you. He's really and truly looking at you. Her eyes widened. Whoa. Was he one of your wishes? Did you wish for Benton to like you? Time to quit now, Natasha silently and desperately told Molly. Be quiet. Please be quiet. Benton and Stanley stood together and gathered their stuff. Bye, boys, Molly said. Happy Valentine's Day. She rattled Natasha's chair. Don't you want to say Happy Valentine's Day, Natasha? What Natasha wanted was to be transported into another dimension. That didn't happen. So she fixed her eyes on the bulletin board by Mr. Warnsing's desk and tried to look absorbed by the flyers thumbtacked onto it. Molly, you're weird, Benton said. Your friend's weird, Natasha. Did you know that? Molly elbowed her her, and Natasha startled, pretending to come out of a trance. Huh? What? Oh, for the love of cheese, Molly said. Britain grand. Adios, ladies. Catch you on the flip side. See ya, Stanley, Stanley said, lifting his hand. See ya, Natasha said faintly. As soon as they were gone, Molly squealed. Benton smiled at you. First he looked at you, then he smiled at you. Did you see? No, Natasha said. I was very busy looking at the spring festival poster. Oh, for heaven's sakes, you were not. I was, Natasha said doggedly. I was looking at the whole entire time. Molly put her hand over Natasha's eyes. 
All right. What color is the poster? How many daisies? And is it is there going to be a maze this year or not? Yellow, lots, and maze or no maze, one word answer, babe. Easy peasy. Ugh, Natasha tried to peek at the poster, but Molly didn't let her. I'm waiting, she sing-songed. Natasha... Concentered. The poster had been thumbtacked to the wall since the first day. It no. Natasha concentrated. The poster had been thumbtacked to the wall since the first day of the new semester. So the yellow background and the explosion of daisies were easy to recall. But the maze depended on grumpy Mr. Bacchus. How was she supposed to predict what he would do? All winter long, Mr. Backish shaped bricks out of snow and stacked them in an insulating storage shed behind his house. Some years, Mr. Backus hauled the bricks to City Park and constructed an elaborate maze as his contribution to the town's annual festival. Other years, he didn't. Nobody knew why although some suggested it was a Groundhog Day sort of thing. If Mr. Bacchus erected his maze, spring would come early to Willow Hill. If he didn't, it could be May before the weather was reliably warm. The actual festival was in March, and March in Willow Hill was invariably chilly, which means they should call it the winter festival, not the spring festival, Daria grouched every year. Daria liked things to be black and white. If it's a spring festival, it should be springy outside. But isn't it nice to dream about spring, even when winter shows no sign of ending, Aunt Elena would reply. Um, if people want to dream about spring, they should dream about spring. It's not that complicated. I'm sure you're right, Aunt Elena would soothe. Just for some people, it helps to have something to hold on to. Back to Molly's question. Natasha could feel Molly's warm breath on her neck. No maze, Natasha hazard. Molly uncovered Natasha's eyes. Hey, Natasha protested. It doesn't mention the snow maze, period. Yeah, just like you weren't checking out Benton, she grinned smugly. Natasha Humph. She reached over and held down a key on Molly's keyboard, filling the screen with J's until Molly laughed and knocked her hand away. <laughs>